0: name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Brothers and sisters, grace and peace from God our Father and the Lord Jesus Christ be with you now and always. Welcome back to Pointing to the Saviour of the World with me, Patrick, your brother in Christ, on this fourth Sunday of Lent, Year C, also known as Le Sunday. We gather to praise God, to listen to his word, to pray for the church, for ourselves, for those in need, for our our brothers and sisters who have died. We remember especially brother Fumae Canisius and John, who died recently. Let us pray in the words of Jesus, our Savior. Our Father, Brothers and sisters, the readings for the fourth Sunday of Lent remind us that God is always waiting for us to return to Him so that we can receive the abundance of life He offers us. The first reading tells of how the Israelites celebrated Passover on the plains of Jericho. In the second reading, St. Paul tells us to be reconciled to God. And in the Gospel. Jesus tells the parable of the prodigal son, which is sometimes called the parable of the forgiving father. Letare is a Latin word that means rejoice. Today's Gospel describes the reason for our joy. God's great love for us has been revealed in Jesus. Through his passion, death and resurrection, Christ has reconciled us with God and with one another. Let us pray that we will be united with Christ. We will be reconciled with Christ today. A reading from the book of Joshua. The Lord said to Joshua, today I have taken the shame of Egypt away from you. The Israelites pitched their camp at Gilgal and kept a Passover there on the 14th day of the month at evening in the plain of Jericho. On the morrow of the Passover, they tasted the produce of that country, unleavened bread and roasted ears of corn, that same day. From that time, from their first eating of the produce of that country, the manna stopped falling, and having manna no longer, the Israelites fed from that year onwards on what the land of Canaan yielded. The word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. A reading from the second letter of Saint Paul to the Corinthians. For anyone who is in Christ, there is a new creation. The old creation has gone and now the new one is here. It is all God's work. It was God who reconciled us to himself through Christ and gave us the work of handing on this reconciliation. In other words, God in Christ was reconciling the world to himself, not holding men's faults against them, and he has entrusted to us the news that they are reconciled. So we are ambassadors for Christ. It is as though God were appealing through us, and the appeal that we make in Christ's name is, be reconciled to God. For our sake, God made the sinless one into sin, so that in him we might become the goodness of God. The word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Praise and honour to you, Lord Jesus. I will leave this place and go to my Father and say, Father, I have sinned against heaven and against you. Praise and honour to you, Lord Lord Jesus. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Luke. Glory be to you Lord. The tax collectors and the sinners were all seeking the company of Jesus to hear what he had to say and the Pharisees and the scribes complained. This man They said, welcome sinners and eat with them. So he said this parable to them. A man had two sons. The younger said to his father, Father, let me have the share of the estate that would come to me. So the father divided the property between them. A few days later, the younger son got together everything he had and left for a distant country where he squandered his money on a life of debauchery. When he had spent it all, that country experienced a severe famine and now he began to feel the pinch. So he hired himself out to one of the local inhabitants who put him on his farm to feed the pigs. And he would willingly have filled his belly with the husks the pigs were eating. But no one offered him anything. Then he came to his senses and said, How many of my father's paid servants have more food than they want? And here I am dying of hunger. I will leave this place and go to my father and say, Father, I have sinned against heaven and against you. I no longer deserve to be called your son. Treat me as one of your paid servants. So he left the place and went back to his father. While he was still a long way off, his father saw him and was moved with pity. He ran to the boy clasped him in his arms and kissed him tenderly then his son said father i have sinned against heaven and against you i no longer deserve to be called your son but the father said to his servants quick bring out the best robe and put it on him put a ring on his finger and sandals on his feet Bring the calf we have been fattening and kill it and we are going to have a feast, a celebration because this son of mine was dead and has come to life. He was lost and is found. And they began to celebrate. Now, the elder son was out in the fields and on his way back, as he drew near the house, He could hear music and dancing. Calling one of the servants, he asked what it was all about. Your brother has come, replied the servant, and your father has killed the calf we had fattened because he has got him back safe and sound. He was angry then and refused to go in and his father came out to plead with him. But he answered his father, Look, all these years I have slaved for you and never once disobeyed your orders. Yet you never offered me so much as a kid for me to celebrate with my friends. But for this son of yours, when he comes back after swallowing up all your property, he and his women, you kill a calf we had been fattening. The father said, My son, you are with me always and all I have is yours. But it was only right we should celebrate and rejoice because your brother, here was dead and has come to life. He was lost and is found. The Gospel of the Lord Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. Brothers and sisters, on this full Sunday of Lent, let us listen to the prodigal brother tell his story. They all say that hindsight is a beautiful thing, don't they? Please stay with me for the next few minutes to listen to... A story in a chapter of my life that transformed me as a person totally. And that looking back, I can't actually believe happened. This story, which I'm going to tell you now, many know as the story of the prodigal son. It is about my father, my brother and myself. But also it's a story about sin, about envy, about jealousy, about forgiveness, about love and about mercy. It all began when I went to my father one day and told him, Dad, I don't really care whether you live or you die. I I really want my own share of the inheritance. There was silence. I don't really know what got into me to make such a request. But I guess I was a bit concerned my brother wouldn't give me my fair share of the inheritance if my dad was to pass on. I was basically selfish. I was trying my luck, to be fair. This is not what people normally did at the time. What happens next will surprise you. To my own surprise, my father actually granted my request and gave me the share of my my own, my own share of the inheritance. I immediately converted the inheritance into cash and went off to another country to have fun, to enjoy myself and actually spend all of the money. After a few years had passed, this country experienced poverty and uh, my money ran out. I struggled to make ends meet. I went from job to job to job, and these jobs weren't paying well, so I just couldn't make ends meet. Then one day I sat down and I thought, How many of my father's paid servants at home are being treated much more, much better than I am being treated now? I humbled myself and I decided to go home, to go back home. And ask my father for forgiveness. Truth be told, I didn't, I wasn't really repentant. I was, I I just wanted to to, to to look after myself. I was more hungry and desperate than repentant. I had made a big mistake. Some might say many big mistakes. I was guilty at least on two major counts. One, it was my older brother who had first right on the inheritance. Two, I requested my share of the inheritance even when my father was still alive. This is tantamount to wishing my father was dead. When I arrived, even when I was still far away, my father did not wait for me to reach our house, but he proceeded to welcome me by running towards me. Why did my father do this? Some have suggested that this was his way of sparing my blushes, of sparing me further humiliation and the prying eyes of of our neighbours who would have said very unsavoury things about me on my way to the house. Also, my father's gestures of running to me, embracing me, Hugging me and instructing the servants to give me all his good things like his wings, his sandals, his finest robe were signs of his forgiveness and welcoming me back home, his lost son. He topped this up by ordering the slaughter of the fattened calf for the celebration. There were no explanations needed. He must have thought to himself, my son is back and I'm just happy to have him back safe and sound again. What a man. I don't think as a father I would have done this or that I'm even capable of such compassion, such love, such mercy. The story doesn't end here though. My father had to deal with my brother my older brother, the one who had first priority on the inheritance and the one who had stuck it out with him by being a good son. My brother was gobsmacked at the feast held for me, his prodigal brother, a brother who's run, who had run away with his father's property. He felt my father had rubbed salt into the wounds by not only welcoming me but also throwing a lavish party. He reminded my father that he had never been treated fairly, that never had he been given even a young goat to feast with his friends. It is worth noting that my own brother did not even mention me by name. He refers to me as your son. Which was a sign of him disowning me and also demonstrating the degree of his anger and indignation. Only my father can give such a classic answer to what my brother said My son, you are here with me always, and everything I have is yours. How could he ask for more when he had everything? In fact, the more important possession he had was being with our father. He was supposed to be at peace. I was desperate to be with our father again when I lost everything in the country I went to. Now, for the lessons of this story of my life. A lot of people are like me in this story. They want a lot from God. They want to be out of his fault so that they could be free only to realize later that their best place is with him. And others are like my older brother. They behave like my older brother. They fail to realize how gracious it is to be with our father and they fail to appreciate it. It would be wrong for anyone to imitate me so as to be given the fattened calf to celebrate. If you ask me, I would tell you that if I could turn back time, if I could turn back the clock, I would not dare to do what I did. My brother should instead be happy with our father. My brother was, he would have thought to himself, my brother was lost and now is found again. He has suffered very much and he's humbled himself. In our own lives, our families, our workplaces, we have these two brothers in them. The younger brother, adventurous, rebellious, wasteful, who needs to be face to face with his own limitations and poverty in order to stop taking things for granted. And the older son, the older brother, apparently solid, well-behaved and compliant, yet distant from the father. It's a case of how do we face them both? The answer is the way the father behaved. Like the father, we need to be ready to embrace both without condemning and passing judgment. Brothers and sisters, It is really hard to understand God's mercy or rather we could never understand the loving mercy of God. The fact that God commands and does it all to us, it should be enough reason for us to be happy God is God. Who knows, one day we'll be in the shoes of the young brother, we'll be in the position needing mercy, mercy from God. Let's just be glad that God is who he is, merciful. Let us pray that we'll show mercy, love and forgiveness to our brothers and sisters around us and rejoice in the salvation that Jesus bought for us. Amen. trusting in the Father's great love for us and confident that he will hear and answer us, we turn to him with our prayers. For the church, that each faithful proclamation of the gospel, calling people to repentance, may be heard and heeded by all. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. For all world leaders, that they will see that in the gospel of Jesus Christ, we have an unfailing guide. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. For all those preparing to receive the sacraments, and for those who walk alongside them as catechists, sponsors, and parents, that they may always recognize and be open to God's grace and love. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. For mothers everywhere, and all who share the gift of life with others, that they may all learn to be generous in sharing their lives. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. For all who face exile as a result of violence, need, or hunger, that they may receive welcome, justice, and compassion wherever they find themselves. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. For those who are sick or suffering in any way, that they will be strengthened by the knowledge of God's love. Lord in your mercy, hear our prayer. For the dead, especially those who have died recently, we remember especially Canisius Fulmae, John Viku and all those dear to us who have died recently. Eternal rest grant unto them, O Lord, and let perpetual light shine upon them. May they rest in peace. Amen. May their souls and the souls of all the faithful departed, through the mercy of God, rest in peace. Amen. for our own personal intentions and those who've asked us to pray for them. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. We ask Mary, our mother, to intercede for us as we pray. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou amongst women and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Let us pray. God our Father, your word, Jesus Christ, spoke peace to a sinful world and brought humanity the gift of reconciliation. Enlighten the eyes of our hearts so that we may clearly see the love you have for us. We make this prayer through Christ our Lord. Amen. The Lord bless us and keep us from all evil and bring us to everlasting life. Amen. Let us continue to bless the Lord. Thanks be to God. Brothers and sisters, thank you very much for joining me today on this Feast of the Resurrection of Jesus, Letharis Sunday, to rejoice in the good news of our our brother and saviour, Jesus Christ. I wish you a peaceful and joyous celebration of this fourth Sunday of Lent. Be reconciled with God. We finish